All right. Welcome to Coffee with Marcus and Mark, the number one stock market show on Spotify and one of the most popular market updates on YouTube. In this show, we talk about what's happening in the markets and how we are trading them. Now, today is Tuesday, September 12th. Stocks drop after back-to-back -back wins. Crude oil rallies to highs not seen since November. Traders waiting for tomorrow's important CPI data. Oracle gets hammered after earnings. Plus, we'll review our open trades and discuss a little AI as well as taking a look at a trade that Marcus took yesterday. Now, as you can see, there's a lot to talk about, so let's go ahead and get started. If this is your first time here, my name is Mark Hodge. I'm head coach at Rockwell Trading, and today I am running the show by myself. I mentioned yesterday that Marcus is at the Toronto Money Show where he was invited to speak. That was true over the weekend, and last I spoke with him on the phone on, on Friday, he was flying out there. And then I talked to him yesterday, realized that that money show is over, but he is somewhere at a secret location working on the secret sauce for PowerX Optimizer to make it the best possible software in the world. He'll be back with me on Friday. Uh, but for now, I am running the show solo, and I promise that you're in good hands. You can say we have a ton of trading experience here at Rockwell Trading. We know our stuff and we're not afraid to tell it like it is. So if you're looking for some honest insight into the world of trading, then you are at the right place. Before we dive in and show you our trades and how we're tackling these crazy markets, let's take a look at what's moving the markets today. And let's go to the S&P 500. We see here that the S&P 500 yesterday, update for the markets, able to finish above its 50-day moving average. Uh, didn't quite get up to the 4,500 level. This was positive across the board yesterday. The Dow slightly higher. The NASDAQ leading the way up 1%. Now, the S&P today we see, is this uh, the 50-day the, uh, moving average? Will it act as support? Will it act as resistance? Should I stay or should I go now? Uh, we don't know what the S&P wants to do, except right now it's lower down almost half of a percent. The NASDAQ leading the way again, this time lower. NASDAQ down three quarters of a percent. The Dow, actually, let's look at the indices, not futures right now. The Dow down 34 points, down a tenth of a percent. So not a whole lot of movement in the Dow, but definitely a little bit to the downside. And if we look at a five-minute chart here, it looked like we were gapping lower this morning. And then rallying, not really finding a whole lot of direction. But since then, we've been edging lower, making newer lows for the session. A little bit of a bounce right now as uh, I speak, but it does look like we're seeing a little bit of a downside here ahead of tomorrow's all-important inflation data, CPI data being released an hour before U.S. markets open tomorrow. And then, of course, on Thursday, we have PPI data, the Producer Price Index, so some important and significant data on the, the deck here, and uh, we'll see if that can move the market. Of course, the Fed's fight for inflation to combat inflation and uh, make sure that it's not having so much of an impact. Well, inflation data from CPI data and PPI does matter, and the Fed will take that into consideration. So we'll see what tomorrow brings. Now, 
Looking at things today, though, what's moving the market? Well, crude oil is on the move here. And actually, these uh, moves in the indices, whether it be futures pre-market or the indices after the markets have opened, definitely tied to this move in crude oil right now. So concerns over crude oil and higher energy costs, keeping inflation higher and elevated. Uh, so if we look at a five-minute chart here of crude oil now crude oil making highs for the session and the s p making lows for the session so an inverse relationship also saw that in uh, overnight trading where the e-mini futures actually dipped a little bit during the european session when oil was higher and then uh while oil was rallying pre-market uh the uh, futures markets also dipping as well so traders are keeping an eye on crude oil and its potential impact on inflation and the market. So this is something to, to be aware of, keep an eye on. With this 2% gain today, crude oil trading at highs not seen since November. So for all of the year and uh, even uh, last couple months of 2022, we really had this range between maybe 66 and 83, let's say broke to the upside in August, pulled back. And since this rally in September, uh, we really stayed elevated here. So will we find a new range in crude oil? Will it continue to rally or will we pull back into this range where traders feel comfortable? We will have to see. But right now, crude oil continuing to make a move higher ahead of tomorrow's CPI data report. Now, let's take a look at Let's actually go back to PowerX Optimizer and look at the heat map. See if this is a dip that is across the board or isolated. And we see here that there is some green in the S&P 500, but for the most part, the pullback is across the board. Uh, what's moving higher right now? Financial services as well as energy. So the higher prices in crude oil definitely helping out uh, oil and gas companies. We see ExxonMobil up 2.5%. Actually, let's look here. There we go. Uh, oil and gas, ConocoPhillips up 2%. EOG up 2.25%. Oxy up 2.9%. BXD, Pioneer Resources up 1.4%. AGS 2% and so on. So there's uh, definitely a nice almost 2% gain across the board in energy. Financial services up a little bit as well. Uh, and we can take a look at the NASDAQ 100. Uh, pretty much red for the NASDAQ 100. Uh, some you know, gains in Intel, Micron, Qualcomm. Uh, so a little green, but for the most part red. And if we look at the Dow 30, a little bit mixed here. So this would make sense since the Dow 30 right now is uh, lagging behind uh, the other indices, not down as much. Uh, and that's because we do have some gains here. Uh, and you know, with the Dow 30 having different sectors, getting the benefit of some financial services and energy, um, even though Apple and Microsoft uh, down right now. Let's actually take a look at Apple because Apple with today's big events, it looks like... The iPhone launch event is going to begin at 1 p.m. Eastern, 10 Pacific. 
Uh, originally today, starting the day positive and moving higher. But if we look at a five minute chart, just sliding since the open uh, down 1.6%. You know, this is where we'll have to see really what traders think of the event. But in my experience, a lot of, you know, the, the expectation of the event is priced in prior to this move uh, or prior to the, the news, what, what's coming out. So, well, we'll, we'll see what happens today and, and if there's some more movement at, when things kick off at 1 p.m. Eastern. But right now, leading into the event, Apple is trading lower. Now, let's take a look at another market mover, and this is Oracle. So, O-R-C-L. Now, Oracle down 11, almost 12%. So Oracle did report better than expected earnings, but had a revenue miss. Uh, they lowered their forecast. Uh, and this is where some other cloud competitors here also down on that news. So if we look at Amazon, Amazon down 1.6%, which is a more than the overall market. Uh, Google down 0.9%. Uh, we could look at Microsoft. Microsoft was a, a bigger loser as well, down 1.4%. So a little bit more than the overall market. Oracle earnings, uh, not too hot, uh, not a nice reaction there. Now, let's actually go over to PowerX Optimizer and we could take a look at Oracle because this was something that we did discuss in our mastermind call this morning. Oracle as an earnings play. So the strike available right now is the 109 strike and we can get 40% annualized selling this Friday's uh, 109 put. So whenever we're looking at a particular stock to trade the wheel strategy with, the first question is, do we want to own shares of this company? Is this a stock that we want to own? Second question is, with the strike that we can sell that meets our minimum criteria, is this a price that we want to own shares at? Now, looking at the fundamentals here, this is a company that pays a dividend, the P.E. ratio. A little on the high side in general, but for tech, uh, tech P.E. ratios are usually elevated. If we look at quarterly and annual net income, uh, pretty decent here. So you could make an argument that this is a, a stock that's, that's you know decent and something that some traders might want to own. The next question is, what about this price at 109? Now, not bad considering it's trading around 112 right now, uh, but when we do an earnings play, we like the overreaction. We like the pullback, but this is where we're really testing. We kind of filled this gap. Maybe there's some support. You know, some you know technical traders believe that uh, when a gap is filled, this high will act as a support level. But if I look at this, we're really breaking down here, and I don't see a clear support level that I feel comfortable with below. So if you really like Oracle, I think this is a great way to potentially buy shares at a discount, right? So if you're thinking, hey, I like it at 112, I like this pullback, I think we're gonna rally, I think this is an overreaction, let me sell some uh, puts here 
and get paid to potentially own shares at 109. It's kind of like collecting a dividend up front, right? Instead of just buying shares at 111 and getting paid a dividend, uh, you get paid the the 49 cents uh, premium up front. And then if it falls down to 109 and closes below 109 on Friday, then you're buying shares at 109 rather than 111 or 112. Not a bad deal. That's why I love the wheel. But for this one, not my favorite. In fact, you know, I, I was looking at RTX as an example here because RTX, this to me was a picture perfect earnings play. When we look at a company in the fundamentals and we look at support, when this fell, we were looking at selling the 80 strike and you see how there's all of this support for all of this, you know, lows here, lows here, lows here, lows here. We have our lowest close indicator in PowerX Optimizer. So th this just highlights this and makes it very e easy to see visually where support could be. And I love the idea of selling below here after this overreaction. But stock I want to own potentially and strike I want to own the stock at's decent. But the other part to the, is this a company I want to own? Well, this earnings reaction, part of this earnings reaction was due to a concern uh, with um, their, their manufacturing here. And this is where for me personally, I was not comfortable with whether or not this was a, a temporary overreaction or a bigger problem that uh, we were going to uh, see uh, in the future with more news and more data available. So this short-term overreaction actually played out perfectly for anybody that took the trade, but my worries became valid because yesterday the potential impact uh, actually was uh, unveiled here. Um, I, let's uh, let's go to RTX here in Trading View. So that jet engine problem uh, yesterday they announced. I, I think it was going to be an ongoing issue with uh, potentially a three billion dollar loss. Oh, this article doesn't say it. Uh, let's see. Um, okay, here we go. So uh, RTX Monday announced some $3 billion in charges related to a parts problem on its geared turbofan or GTF aircraft engine. Investors knew a charge was coming after the company. He talked about the issue in July. Uh, the size of the problem is growing, right? So this is where, for me, you have an overreaction to some news that's isolated and really a one-time event. I'm more interested in trading that scenario when we have this earnings report and just an overreaction to earnings. But this was an issue that the it was you know potentially the tip of the iceberg. So anyway, uh, for anybody who took this trade after earnings, you probably did okay because it just went sideways. Um, but this is why I want to be a little careful when there's this this unveiling of news that could potentially trickle down into bigger issues in the future um, and why RTX wasn't for me. All right. So anyway, let's go back to PowerX Optimizer. Let's talk about my positions here. ALB, I sold puts for 180 expiring Friday. Marcus also took this trade right now. Working out fine. I'm happy to own shares of one at 180. If we close below 180 on Friday, so far holding up, doing okay, looking good. 
CSIQ, ah, finding some support down here at these lows. Nice day for CSIQ up 1.8%. Not too bad there. Although we have a, a little ways to go before we could sell calls again. CSIQ, another position that both Marcus and I own. Next to energy. Loving this comeback here. So it looks like we're going to finish positive for the fourth consecutive day if NEE stays higher. And we're getting closer to where we could sell calls. Uh, we were assigned at 69.50. Uh, we see here my break even 68.65. And uh, right now the stock's trading at 67.74. So no concern here. But for now, I'm waiting to sell calls. PNC, a little bit of a pain here. My break even is at 129.35. And a nice little rally today. I didn't even uh, catch this, but uh, up 4.6%. There must have been some news here that uh, just came out that I missed. But real nice move in PNC. I was assigned at 136. My break even's at 129.35. Right now, trading at 123 and at 50. So, PNC just needs to work its way back up here. Liking this move right now, though. Uh, hopefully, we could see that trend continue. And then UPS, a bit of a PETA uh, here down today. Now, this to me, again, is where if we look at news where it could be just the tip of the iceberg and a bigger issue or concern or a one-time event, we look at UPS UPS down, and they did get a few downgrades uh, because of some uh, contract stuff going on. Here we see Citigroup lowering its target from 200 to 180. Well, I own shares at 165. That works for me. Goldman Sachs cutting its target from 202 to 200. Do they really need to make an update there? I don't think so. But even so, if it gets back up to 200, love it. That works for me. Why... Will we be dropping or why is UPS dropping? And here we see that UPS CEO has a reported, uh, where is it? Um, Costs incurred by the company for the new Teamsters contract are less than the $30 billion in new money touted by the union as the company aims to sell investors on the agreement. So they have come to an agreement or shared uh, news on a potential agreement. Here we go. Maybe this one words it. Oh, that's the same one. That was one that worded it. There was a headline here that worded it just a little bit better. Um, okay. UPS new five-year deal with Teamsters represented workers will cost less than $30 billion. So this contract covers 340,000 UPS workers. So, you know, is this going to be a major issue? I don't believe so. And this is really, you know, for five years here. It's just the reaction right now. I, I think that this will be, uh, it's a little overblown and we'll move higher. But this scenario is much different than that RTX report, right? And why it continues to get worse. All right, the trade that Marcus took, GM, General Motors, and uh, another company uh, talking about unions and negotiated contracts. It seemed like there was a, a drop in what the UAW was asking for and traders like that. Uh, GM, Marcus has sold the 32-put expiring Friday, so that was his new trade yesterday. And 
GM, nice support here, looking pretty good. So that was Marcus's trade yesterday. Let's talk AI real quick. What you might not know is that in PowerX Optimizer, we have built our own AI robot, Rocky. <laughs> so I went ahead and asked uh, Rocky this morning, how does crude oil impact inflation? And we see here, crude oil can have a significant impact on inflation due to its role as a key input in various sectors of the economy. Here are a few wa ways crude oil can influence inflation. Energy costs, crude oil is a primary source of energy. Production costs, crude oil is used as a raw material in the production of various goods. Supply chain effects, crude oil plays a crucial role in transportation. Consumer spending, changes in crude oil prices can impact consumer spending patterns when oil prices rise. It's important to note that the relationship between crude oil and inflation is not always straightforward and can be influenced by various factors such as supply and demand dynamics, geopolitical events, and monetary policy. So anyway, uh, if you have PowerX Optimizer, play around with Rocky a little bit for some uh, general trading knowledge and insight. If you have questions about trading in general uh, or about uh, the economy and uh, investing, it's a pretty cool feature in the software that we worked on and that we can that's continuing to improve. If you like this video, please give it a thumbs up. We appreciate the likes. If you're new to the channel, please subscribe so you get notified when we do new videos. And speaking of new videos, I'll be back here tomorrow morning. Until then, happy trading, everybody.